0: hello people welcome back to the next episode of real tech talk with your man the one the only am i really introducing myself like that eric brody here we are and today we have a very 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 special guest it's our first robot but today we have their robotics on the ones and twos they're going to talk to us about robotics. So far, as you've been out there and you've been seeing it, we've been talking about SAS, right? Which is basically a subscription as a service. Freemium. We've talked about every other model that's out there. We've never met anyone that took the time, has to invest all the capital into a robot, and then to see if it actually works. Completely different paradigm. Completely different way of looking at technology. But still, is prop tech and construction tech. So I'm super excited to meet our next guest, my boy, Ido. Ito, come on down, baby. That's why we're here. Bro, This is real tech talk, boom shock a lot. So who the hell are you, bro? You know, what are you into? What do you do? You You can keep it real here. Tell me, tell me about these real estate players. Eric Brody is the managing principal of CEMVC LLC. All opinions expressed by Eric and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of CEMVC LLC. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Alliance of CEMVC LLC may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Welcome to the Real Tech Talk podcast. I'm going to do an intro after, so you don't even have to worry, where I'm going to fucking talk all about you are our first robot ever, just so you know. These are the first robots we've ever seen. We haven't had anyone on here. Everyone else is doing SaaS platforms. Everyone else on here is doing it. You are our first, first ever robot. Robot, I feel like I'm popping my cherry. I am no longer a virgin after this. I am dealing with robots. And what I said to myself was, when the robots take over the universe, I have to be a part of it, and you're my first robot who may be taking over the universe. So welcome aboard, Ido. Thank you so much for flying in and coming to see me. You know?
1: Thank you, thank you. Great to be here. Uh, I know being in the robotic industry a lot of time, it's kind of uh, the craziest guy in the neighborhood that decided to do something uh, real. Uh, happy to be here and no, to discuss a bit more about robotics.
0: That's awesome, that's awesome. So you're saying that robotics in general, that's a different sphere when we talk about technology, which I completely agree with you. It's like we have all of these apps that are going online and then you said, you know, we're actually gonna create something and see if it's useful, you know what I'm saying? So we'd love to hear how you got into this industry and then how you got into robotics itself and then how you took that risk. So tell me a little bit about how you even got into uh, technology and then why you chose robotics.
1: Robotics, choose me, Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we So established, we established the company um, a year ago, yeah. a bit more than that, and uh, before that, I was VP Innovation and Business Development of the Israel-leading facade constructor. Company. So facades for my, my
0: audience is the exterior of a building, yeah, the building exactly. envelope, we like yeah, to exactly.
1: say. Exactly,
0: exactly. And look at you using the big terms, we got curtain wall, we got yeah. window wall, yeah. and what does that mean? That means basically exactly. whether the facade passes through the slab or stops on each slab.
1: Exactly. Look at that. I know
0: about construction. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy.
1: So this is uh, probably the biggest company in Israel. You okay. know, uh, if you've been to Tel Aviv, so all the have. major skyscrapers they did. So most of the time you're saying on facades it's these tall buildings, right? Because yeah. on yeah. smaller Cartel buildings
0: most- we don't have facades.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of the time we're talking about glass, aluminum, lukebo, mm-hmm. other materials, not brick uh, outer layer.
0: And a Lucabon is aluminum,
1: Yeah, basically? Kind of It's a brand name for aluminum. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, So you were biz dev there. You were working in this industry, so you're a construction guy.
1: Yeah, I was leading the innovation in the company. So this is basically my father-in-law company. Okay. Um, So you married well. You married up, you know? Depends who you ask. (laughs) So I decided to join the company uh, because I was really intrigued about how to do, how to bring innovation to construction. And before that, I did some uh, enterprise sales roles in some startup in Israel, selling SaaS, the dark side. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there could be a lot of opportunities there in the construction industry. You know, me and my wife together for 10 years and all of the conversation I'm hearing on Friday dinner and every time every interaction I have with their family is about problem here, problem there. It's an angry business, construction, it's, it's right? It's difficult, and especially, you know, to be a subcontractor in a massive project. Right.
0: Uh, so you're you're saying subcontractor, and obviously since we're so many of our listeners are contractors here, you're saying it's below the prime agreement, right? Exactly. You don't have the direct relationship with the owner, so you're sort of getting beat up all the time.
1: Uh, they do have uh, in Israel at least, um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's part of a huge product. Okay. Um, the outer layer of the of the pro- of the building and my goal was you know to get into the company to we've built some kind of an innovation model that the uh, the idea was to see how we can optimize things, you know uh, to create a better uh, construction process to bring more sensors to the building making them well, though, smarter well those are two
0: different one is the process which is cloud based yeah. and then you're
1: saying you are actually working on sensors and stuff yeah. like that and how yeah. you can get feedback on the site exactly exactly oh, cool. so you know the the idea is you're aware of lead platinum and well and all of these measurements for building to be energy efficient. Correct, which goes back to this ESG, right? Environmental social
0: governance, how are you, lack of impacting the environment, a little greener.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, uh, a lot of things, and one of the things that kept the company busy for a while was how can we maintain the building envelope better? Okay. Because, you know, it's...
0: Yeah, why is that important? Who cares about the facade?
1: Tell me, some. what are the things that happen? Perfect, so, you know, the facade is always out there sun, rain, dust, winter, summer. It's you know, I sometimes speak day. at school, I always say the facade is like your skin, right? Exactly. So people understand like, exactly. what the facade nice. is, right?
0: I need to use it. Waterproofing, you know, the they waterproofing, can. keeping exactly. all the guts inside, right? Exactly, All right. exactly. Look, we'll you can learn it. from me too, yeah. look at that, boom. Amen.
1: <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, this company doing high rise building invested millions of millions of dollars. And the way facade is being maintained today is Expensive and inefficient because this job has been made by human. And nothing Wait, f- So it's expensive and inefficient
0: because basically you can't get any information from it. A human has to look at it, right? And just so you know, and what you probably know is we got a big issue here in New York, right? Local it's called 11. Local Law 11. Amen. And even crazier than that is like what happened, right? We have this issue. People are chilling on the street. This lady's walking. I think she was an architect. Boom, a piece flies off the facade, cracks her in the head, dead. Right? Yeah. So this issue itself is actually like impacting, right? So yeah. it's it's human-led, and obviously we sometimes have problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did that lead to for you, you
1: yeah. know? So you're responsible for innovation. So how'd you get out of uh Yeah, so my goal was to bring things that will improve processes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, in Israel at least, when we gave project, we gave warranty. If someone didn't maintain the building the way they need to, um, The warranty was void. Exactly. So your job was how to void
0: warranties, right? That's how we think about insurance here in New York. It's more like you think you have it and you're
1: protected, but there's a million things you were supposed to do that's not happening. Exactly. So I wanted to bring a robotic solution to Israel. I said, okay, with today advanced technology, we have Tesla, we have unique drones, we have a mask building spaceship going to space and going back to Israel. There's got to be a robotic solution that can replace human from cleaning inspection and so on. And I started to do research, a very organic process that okay let's source the solution out there in the world and let's just bring it to Israel. So can I translate that? Yes. You googled it. Not not no no. <laughs> no don't insult me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you but you say. said
0: to yourself there's no there's no you can't get any information about a facade except from a human. There must be another
1: solution. Yeah and, and not just the information the the, the entire process okay. of upkeep, you know, cleaning. You know it doesn't make sense that today still if you Google uh, window cleaning, yeah. uh, exterior uh, window cleaning today and 60 years ago, it's look the same. Person is either with a rope access or in the BMU, the building management unit, nothing has changed. And so there's I, a no innovation? No innovation. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the, the ropes are safer okay. and the chemicals are more friendly, but at the end of the day, and again, you'll see tomorrow, but you'll see images from today and 60, 70, 80 years ago, Still so the same. No, so you identified the same problem we've been harping on here is
0: we're building slower. It's not innovating, we're not changing. So you're saying humans on the facade on
1: the installation and humans on the upkeep, there's gotta be something else, boom. Exactly, so I did a Google in the beginning and I identify companies from Japan to China to South Korea to Germany, even Israeli company that developed some kind of a robotic system. And for 12 months, I talked with everyone getting quotes from them, understanding the product. And uh, it was a really organic process of, okay, let's find the best solution in Mm. Israel. Just uh, scale it. We have around 40 assets in Tel Aviv and uh, let's do it. Oh, Uh, just because you're the innovation guy, right? I'll take what's already existing and I'll use it on my
0: own and here we go, right? And what did you find in that research?
1: So I found a lot of companies. I found a lot of uh, failed attempt from companies that started 10 years ago and and closed after a few years. And there are a few solutions today in the market. All of the solutions today in the market are very bulky, very massive, very difficult to maintain, mm. very difficult to install, super expensive. And at the end of the process, when we looked at everything, we said, okay, this is nothing that we can use. It's not solving the problem, it's not solving the pain. I still need to use the existing infrastructure on the roof. Scaling is almost impossible, you know, it's like hundreds of pounds, hundreds of kilogram." And I understand that there is a potential in here because you know, in this research that I did, I understood that this is, if we're looking at uh, building uh, envelope cleaning, yep. inspection and maintenance, this is more than a $50 billion uh, industry a year, addressable market. Really? Yeah. Wow. Only cleaning is $30 billion.
0: Just cleaning the façade? Just cleaning façade. Because it's
1: just, I guess, so much risk. It's expensive. To have humans up there. Yeah. You, and know how much, you know how much it costs in New York to have a, a window cleaning guy here in the city? No, how much? $120,000 per year. Wow. Yeah. For what, one building? For one person one person costs geez. you and then yeah. how, how much can they get done limited they can do around 400 to 500 square feet per day they do nine And what's hour- an average facade though like 400 yeah. 500 square feet it depends know. on the building but uh, let's take seven wall trade center for example yeah that a 50 pretty- store building 52 yeah. stores they two two people a team of two will take a quarter to do the building. So it's and like- by you know, that
0: time it's dirty again, no? Exactly. Where you started? <laughs> exactly, like, you know,
1: like the San Francisco bridge. You know, they say that they are painting in, they finish and they start again. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, so you found this issue, right?
0: And you're like, all right, cool. There's something out there for me, but are you a robot guy? Did I'm you, you build robot robots guy. on no. the weekends? I, know. You know? I,
1: I don't do anything that's come to hardware at home. My wife doesn't even let me to paint the wall <laughs> or to, 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 to fix the TV or nothing. So how do you create? Now you go, okay, so how, then what do you what do? You do? I, I, I knew what need to be done in the value perspective level. Okay. I knew that there is a great opportunity here. Mm-hmm. There is a huge market that is constantly growing, and if someone will be ambitious enough and will think outside of the box and will be a bit of a crazy with a bit of a chutzpah, something chutzpah can be done. Chutzpah for our audience. Chutzpah is a Uh, Coolions,
0: in Spanish, I believe, is uh, balls in English. Yeah, 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 balls. Okay, good, Balls is the
1: right right, uh, terminology. We're not a family show here, we can curse, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so
0: then that is the idea for your company, which is? Verobotics. Verobotics. And I see that you brought a lot of branded gear today to show us all about Verobotics. Yeah,
1: yeah, look at this one, yeah. (laughs) Last time you've seen the robot, last time the robot traveled to the US and will come here again uh, very soon. So then, so okay, so now, okay, so now, what is the company? So yeah. what, what? did you create? Perfect. So I knew mm-hmm. that in order to succeed, we need to build a robotic platform that will be autonomous, agnostic, and cost-effective. This is the only way to create a real disruption.
0: So autonomous, no more humans. No more humans. Agnostic, you mean in type of facade?
1: Facade and roof access. You know, people don't understand that what's going on on roofs today. When yeah. High-rise uh, building, I can curse, right? Yeah, sure. It's a shit show. Yeah. So autonomous? Autonomous, agnostic, agnostic, cost-effective. Cost-effective. Okay. So the agnostic, we're talking not just on the facade outer layer that we want to build a solution that could fit most building, but rooftop, roof access. It's a mess. Yeah. Why is it a
0: mess? What's up there? uh,
1: You have been on a rooftop of a high-rise building. Many times. You have HVAC system. Mm. You have... 100 different system and there is no unity with any buildings. And then the roof itself
0: is there, right? Which is exactly. constantly being patched and picked exactly. up and screwed and, up and, and moved,
1: right? This was one of the biggest error of other players. They wanted to build some kind of an infrastructure on the roof, they wanted uh, to do this kind of integration. Uh, you
0: mean yeah. the real estate on the roof,
1: they need too much space. Right? Exactly, Okay. exactly. And, and I had these values that driven me moving forward and i was looking for a cto and i knew that i'm doing something really ambitious and i need someone uh, that has a lot of experience in the field because we have a lot of uh, mechanics different kind of mechanics and we have a lot of software we have ai we have compute vision we have a lot of things going on
0: but as you said the technology was there in other industries right like, yeah exactly you
1: know. exactly so, um, so you as put a- this
0: team together?
1: Yeah, I went out for like 30 dates with uh, 30 different uh, potential CTO. Then I met Itai, my special one, uh, to a mutual friend. Itai is our CTO and co-founder. He has experience of almost 15 years in the fields of um, hardware, both for commercial experience and, and military experience. He's built some crazy stuff that you can only see on James Bond movies, from robots, uh, UAVs, uh, autonomous sk- sk- sky so this is that Jet cool ski. shit we don't get on this show exactly. a lot, you know, this exactly. is that,
0: this is where, exactly. this is where, it gets, where the rubber meets the road. Exactly. Right. So now did you create one?
1: Yeah. So with Itai, you know, when he started, he didn't understand this industry. So the first thing we did was get him into the loop. You know, we I took him for the tour in buildings in Tel Aviv for probably 20, 30 buildings in Tel Aviv. To really Which you had him, access to. Exactly. I mean, to mm-hmm. illustrate for him the problem and why we need to do what we need to do. And we start working on that. And... I knew from the beginning that we need to build something that the roof will only be a place um, that will be some kind of a docking station and will hold the robot. And the entire locomotion, the movement of the robot, needs to be on the outer layer.
0: And what is it doing? What's the point of the robot? We get it. That needs to be this, yeah. this, that. But what is its value? Like, what's the point of the robot?
1: Yeah. So the robot, other than the fact that we're saving a lot, a lot of money, we're looking at the money solution. and cleaning. Money and cleaning, right? And again, it's as we so said. So the first uh, yeah, thing it's doing is cleaning, saving money. Mm-hmm. So the the cost in the U. In, in the U.S. for cleaning for one square meter. Excuse me, the audience that I'm talking in meters. It's a little more than a yard, three, yeah.
0: uh, three feet. And also the
1: numbers are more appealing in meters. <laughs> uh, for one, makes you sound smarter exactly. if it's meters. All exactly. right, I like it. The cost the cost for one square meter for cleaning in the U.S. is between one dollar to $2. Mm-hmm. The robotic cost, less than 10 cents.
0: And that's because of the human, right?
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. because of the human and the fact that we were able to build a solution where the bomb build of materials, is only a few thousand dollars. Oh, so, so
0: instead of this crazy contraption on the roof, instead of needing now the, the slower moving labor. Exactly. You were able to manufacture it at a much ex- less cost with ex- much less square footage.
1: Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna and be converting to square feet for you. <laughs> And, and you can imagine that mm-hmm. you know theoretically a 50-store building will pay today for traditional uh, workers to do this job for 200k yep. per year. Our goal eventually is to disrupt the market with uh, you know penetration prices half of the price, and still we are seeing a very good margins. Uh, which so is so the
0: first thing is cleaning, like you were saying. Yeah. What else is it doing?
1: So the first thing is cleaning, and we design it kind of a platform. Mm-hmm. You know? So we have some kind of a robot that traverse vertically on the building. And we said to ourselves, okay, let's do cleaning. And then, okay, we have the robot on the building right now. Why won't we do more stuff? Right. So we've added some uh, unique sensors and unique vision technology to collect data on the building. So we're kind of doing MRI for the buildings at the same time. Oh wow! And we were talking earlier about why it's important, you right. know, predictive maintenance, uh, and it's well, kind that's of that local law eleven, uh, right? Uh, yeah, it's
0: straight up predictive maintenance, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. yeah, But not just that, and not just in in, in New York. You know, the idea is. Today, only after something happened to the building, you know, if it's uh, glass that shattered, if it's uh, water coming in, if it's segregation of the materials. The idea is to prevent it. And, you know, we have the robot, we deployed it, we let it do the cleaning to collecting data. It's coming in again in a month or two months later. You can compare the data and to see if there is any problem. The idea is to alert before something happen, you know, because when it's happened, it's too late. I mean, that's huge if that works, right? Which yeah. is my, comes to my
0: next question is like, so I agree, you've identified something like yeah. incredible, right, yeah. and you're saying that you could do it
1: cost-effectively. Exactly.
0: But tell me about robotics, like how do you get that bad boy now to actually work, that yeah. it's actually doing something, right?
1: Yeah. So the team that we have today, today we already have 10 people. Uh, everyone are in the field of uh, software hardware, I'm the only one who's uh, just uh, bringing money, food, and happiness to the company. Mm-hmm. They are doing the most important stuff in the company. And a beautiful face, right? Somebody, yeah, they can't see me. Someone's right? got to be yeah. at the floor. Oh yeah, they ah, can't can oh, see you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, you're on the you're 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 on the big screen, bro. <laughs> okay. Damn. You should have told me to put makeup today. That's, uh... I've been being
0: told that for a long time. I'm also yeah. going to have to change my hair. Everybody's telling me. Everyone's yeah, got something to that, say. You know what I'm it, saying? That's great.
1: So, yeah, let me pose to the camera. No, um, so the team that we have is a team with years of experience in production. So with I my partner, he built things from scratch. From prototype um, to MVP to mass production. So prototype it was your first, you try at it. Yeah. So when we started last year, the first thing that we said, okay... Let's prove that we can build a vertical walking robot. So we've built the first version uh, of the robot that can traverse on the building. We develop a very- So it already is there. It exists. Yeah, it exists. It exists. Um, the first thing was the vertical walking. The second thing was the cleaning and we're doing dry cleaning, which sounds a bit weird, but we've identified that the way that you do it and the occasion that you do it has a lot of effect. Because, you know, today when they're cleaning buildings, they are doing it uh, once, twice a year, three Mm -hmm. times a year. They have to put chemicals. They have to put water. We have designed the entire platform that it will be easy to scale and easy to deploy. The entire platform is less than 20 pounds, which is 9 kilograms, comparing to any other robotic in the industry, which is hundreds of pounds. Okay. The goal is kind of a vertical iRobot for buildings okay you did a one-time installation on the roof and the robot will know exactly when to go and to clean what to clean which data to collect what to do with this data it will be connected to the weather station so it will know exactly if there is any chances of -hmm. of, of rain or high winds or anything like that. So it's helping preventive
0: maintenance, it's helping the cleaning. Exactly. You created the prototype, and then you said something MVP. What does MVP mean?
1: MVP means that this is the most, uh, I would say that to make it easy for people, this is the first product that you go out there and you put it on buildings at customers. Um, So right now we have a few generations of the prototype that we are keep improving it. We're going to have a a first mini pilot in uh, Intel in Israel. I don't know if I mentioned, but we are part of uh, Intel Ignite, which is Intel acceleration program for deep tech technology. Deep Uh, tech? Yeah. Now you're making me nervous. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Is it going to
0: implement something in my brain as well,
1: (laughs) or just clean the building and give us data? So deep tech uh, means that this is not the companies they're taking. It's companies that creating a real disruption for industry. They're not taking like existing uh, SAS companies. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's a very unique plan that we've got accepted to which is a great milestone for robotics because you know, we have the management team of Intel and Mobila examining our technology, examining the team, validating the market, validating everything that, that we're doing. And is Intel big in robotics besides the chips that we know about? Intel does a lot of things in hardware. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that we are working with them is that we are utilizing one of their unique sensors for vision. Um, oh, wow. So we are working with super talented people with a lot of experience. To create Intel. this MVP. Exactly, to create this MVP, and they also, you know, it's people with like 15, 20 years of experience in the field of vision, of radar, lidars, and all of this stuff, so they can contribute a lot to us.
0: Which is different types of sensors, so LiDAR, radar, exactly. right, and, exactly. and all of these, so exactly. that way you can learn information about a yeah. building, yeah. right? I,
1: I don't want to get in too much technical details right. and to share too much of our secret sauce, but you can imagine that today.
0: Well, I can't imagine anyone can do it, you already said, Twenty pounds you already said yeah. don't need a lot of real estate exactly and you're saying that the existing is bulky heavy and difficult to use exactly and you were you, you know you researched it yes. so I don't know if anyone's picking up your secret exactly sauce. but let me ask you something in because I'm just so intrigued by the robotics so I agree with you I know all about local law I'm telling you the lady died right yeah we know it needs there's an issue out yeah. there what's the biggest like friction point like what is the biggest issue you have and i'm making the assumption that it just costs so much for this new technology and robotics. It's like
1: just running out of dough before you have something real. What's your biggest friction point in this in this game? The biggest friction is actually not the technology. When you're doing disruption, especially for the industry of real estate and construction, you know, a lot of times the people that we are going to work with, it's like people that for them technology, it looks like some kind of something that it's still, it's still new. Mm. Um, so I think that the biggest challenge- um, Is the humans? Is the human factor of understanding uh, where robotics and technology is today. And it's connected to, um, mainly in New York, I would say, in New York uh, specifically, is regulation. uh, regu- uh, uh government regulation, exactly. I can imagine.
0: However... So what are some of the factors that you have now? Is it the federal government? Is it the state
1: government? The city? What's the biggest issues with regulation? The biggest issue is that they used to have the same methodologies of two people going on the roof, doing their job, they have all the authorization and so on. And now uh, these uh, two crazy people from Israel telling them, guys, 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 come on. You don't need to put people on the roof. We have this robotic platform with safety factor of uh, probably five times more than what you have today. And we need to convince them that this is safer and will make much more efficient. But at the same time, I believe there is a great opportunity here. There is a lot of way to get in uh, the door of uh, regulation. But it's regulation. Like, what else is fucking new, right? So
0: then what about if you're talking about this, you know, uh, exterior robots, isn't that the federal government, the FAA or whatever, on Federal Aviation Uh, Aviation,
1: no, because it's not flying. Okay. This is why there is a lot of problems with drones. Okay. You know, a lot of times that I'm talking with people about what to do. I say, why not drones? Yeah. Drones sound sexy, sound cool. Yeah. But drones today have a lot of issues. Power, connectivity... Uh, GPS navigation, because mm-hmm. you can imagine that what happens when you put the drones in an area of a lot of buildings, a lot of glass, a lot of aluminum, Wi-Fi get confused, the GPS get confused, it's not scalable enough, energy, mm-hmm. carrying weight, and so on. And we believe that... Oh, so theoretically they sound amazing. Sound amazing. But not push but comes comes for shove, that. it doesn't exactly. work. Not, it. not for that. Not for that. And I, c- I can even share with you that uh, we've got uh, contact from companies that develop some kind of drone for inspection and mm-hmm. after they try to roll it within cities, they understand that it's kind of a journey, you know, to get get the drone, it's it's a mess. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to bring a very specific, uh, someone that can fly it, and most of the time it's only like ex-military here in the US, and you need uh, to have authorization, and it's like a lot of money, and it's a headache. Um, you know, so this is why our solution is kind of a hybrid solution. So it's, it's directly added, connected. It's directly connected uh, with the unique cable that we're using from the aerospace industry. The way that we've designed it, this is basically you know the experience of the team, and especially Itai, who is leading the the, the product. Mm-hmm. Itai took all of the methodologies, all of the experience that he have with building very unique um, products, and he applied it on the robotics. So you can say that yeah, we're wow. building a a robot for building a envelope. Uh, upkeep and maintenance, but at the end of the day, he designed it like a UAV that's going to, I don't know, for unique tasks, a secret task to to do whatever. And I think this is one of the things that's kind of making our solution very robust. So when are we gonna see it? When are we gonna see this MVP? Mm. When are we gonna see it fl- not flying, yeah. tethered, so, tethering to buildings in New York? Yeah, so right now uh, we're on stealth. So even if you will go to our website, robotics.com, Uh, It's very, I would say, uh, you won't get too much information about what we're doing. We are going to have our first mini pilot in Israel with Intel in Mm -hmm. mid-July. But again, it's going to be still below the radar. In Q1 next year, we're going to have a few pilot uh, case studies and then... Well, well, uh, I hope so. I mean, I'll definitely
0: be watching it. But let me ask you, because we were saying in over the last couple of weeks that we bring in these technologists and I think that they're the visionaries, right? You got into this business. I mean, extremely creative and obviously ambitious. And I have some questions about the overall market I want to ask you, okay? because my audience is cool. Like we're dealing with this facade, Local Law 11. What kind of buildings are
1: most of the buildings you're working on? So we're aiming mainly in the beginning for building uh, the curtain wall buildings, which, which is are, glass and aluminum. And what's their use usually? What do you mean? What's the, uh, int- what uh, the use co- of Commercial them? building. Right. Commercial so let me ask in.
0: you: What do you think is going to happen to these commercial buildings in New York now that people are working remotely? What's your What do you think? Are they going to continue to build them? Is going to be less vacancy? Like, how is New York going to adapt to the with these buildings? Nothing to do with
1: robotics. That's a great question. Thank you. You should prepare. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I want to be optimistic and say that COVID is way back. Walking from home, we all hear about it. We all live it. We see it. I think that at the end of the day, people understand that it's not that efficient. Right. And um, you know, seeing reports and really following on this field, and also you know, uh, some of the investors that we have today and partners, this is what they do: they own assets, they rent it, they sell it. Um, so we're very optimistic on this field, but uh, also we are going into existing budget on every buildings today on the world. They have a budget for building envelope uh, cleaning. Right, so you're not speculating on exactly. success beyond like new construction. You're saying if existing
0: buildings today would still have to be cleaned, would still have regulation, that's where you're working. Exactly. So this was just speculation. So for you, you're stating people come back to the office.
1: Yeah, but again, we're also really connected and following on what's going on. But even you know buildings today and companies, you know the leading uh, developer here in, in New York, for example, mm-hmm. even during COVID, they needed to give the same service they obligated to the residents, you know. So, you know, I I don't want to share names, but you yeah. know, some of the leading companies here, they still had enough uh, people in the team to maintain the building for right. guard, for you name it. Because once they are not doing what they promised in the contract, they're kind of, you know, it's giving the exit the opportunity to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is for existing. We are looking also on new project, on development project. Uh, obviously, existing buildings are the biggest market for us, you know, because it's infinite. Um, but we also have a unique solution for new project in the development, which is also something that we are working with. Because imagine that you have a building now, a new project, a 50, 60-story building. We are able to install the solution in the building process, right? In the construction right. process. So it's seamless, and you can't even exactly. you don't even know it's there. Exactly, right. exactly. I, which I, I is going
0: to take people really getting confident with it, right? I mean, that's the whole point right now, is convincing the humans, like you were saying, that this works and that this is the future, right? And if you're successful at that, I imagine it's tremendous, right? But
1: there's many issues along the way that that's what you're trying to solve for. Yeah, exactly. And hardware is, you talked about it in the beginning, that we are the first uh, robotic company that, that you're talking with, and the approach today um, hardware is hard, you know. Only not, not a lot of people are choosing to do to go to this direction. Most of the companies startups in any field is yeah, they don't take the risk, right? It's exactly. simple, it's easier, immediate, yeah, yeah. you get immediate feedback
0: whereas exactly. you're building up all this risk and then hoping that it works. Exactly. So let me ask you. We said uh, <clears throat> construction is angry. We agree, right? Hardware is hard. Yeah. So all day you're banging your head against people saying no, regulation, this, that. So how do you stay balanced? This is my, one of my favorite questions. So what do you do to balance your life when you have to deal with all this craziness? Oh, that's a good
1: question. Probably not doing enough, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, being an entrepreneur is difficult. I think being an entrepreneur in the world of hardware is even more difficult. Um, you know, in, in one hand, we're doing something that whoever sees our solution and come visit us in the laboratory and see it's operating in the video is like, Mind blowing. Amazing. But the process uh, is difficult. And I think this is a lot of, you know, working on myself. So, what do Uh, you do? What do I do? What do you like? uh, I do a lot of sports, meditation. You need to be focused all the time as much as possible. And uh, to surround yourself with a good co founder and a good wife and a good lover. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's a journey, you know. Talked with a friend about it a few days ago and I yeah. told him listen, it's it's, a ro- it's between living in a roller coaster to being thrown in the ocean with, with how do you call it?
0: Inner tube? Like an inflatable tube? Inflatable tube. Okay.
1: And you need to manipulate to go out of the situation because, you know, sitting at every entrepreneur that probably listens will share the same emotional because, you know, we can have a call at 10 a.m. with an investor and a partner and to get an amazing feedback. And everything is like wow, wow, wow. We're doing so well. And then, so well. Later, and then like two hours care. exactly. No, not that. But you know, you can have a call two hours later with someone who's like dropping you down. <laughs> yes, um, all day. So you know.
0: So fitness and meditation keeps you. Uh,
1: fitness, uh, meditation, and uh, carbs. Yeah. Carbs. <laughs> this is the best. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, is to 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 control, not to you know. It, it, you experience a lot and you know, everyone's seeing startups, entrepreneurs, everyone sounds perfect, they you're raising money, out, yeah. you have uh, customers, you're traveling the world, but at the end of the day, the founder blues, founder loneliness, I think that Y Combinator described as uh, founder blues or founder loneliness, um, it's it's a process, it's a process that you need to understand and a lot of the time, and also it's very popular today that you have um, resilience, you know, mm-hmm. is perfect, everything is okay, uh, I also believe in that. You know, you need to to have resilience, but at the same time, you need to talk. You know, so I think that also a good thing that we have today in Israel, um, our previous from the previous run investor Tau Ventures. Yeah. And um, so they created some kind of a form of uh, the CEOs. So we have a group that so you we
0: have a placed event.
1: Yeah, like AAA. Uh, yeah. But, a uh, technology, but for technology, the technology. Yeah, I got so I, I have few groups actually. Yeah. One is from the Tau Ventures. Uh-huh and the other is with friends of friends of friends, and the other is a, a really strong community that we have for robotics in Israel. And because as we said, most startups, especially in Israel, it's either cyber or fintech, mm-hmm. and there are a few, uh, few crazy people. A few, people the proud, that, the many. Exactly, they decided to go to hardware, so we have actually a crazy community in a WhatsApp group which is very active and we try to meet and we try to help each other, because again, there's not a lot of people in this field. We'll translate the name of the Engl- the name of the group to English. We suffer okay. and we enjoy uh, doing hardware, kind of, and it's again, it's kind of a community. Reminds me of uh,
0: Marcus Aurelius, like the first entrepreneurial Stoic. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. We suffer Marcus and and then we uh, <laughs> and then we're happy yeah, as and Stoicism. A result, you right? said
1: Stoic, yeah, yeah. Stoicism. I think it's probably a great approach that every entrepreneur needs to.
0: Well, that's why they said he was the original. Yeah,
1: uh, every entrepreneur I can recommend reading this stuff and be aware of that. Yep. And it's a lot about being being in control. And I'm saying that it's like I'm doing it. I'm not all right. of the time. Yeah, of course. But the idea is to be as much as focused as you can and to control control as you much, You know, they say in stoicism, you can't control the situation, but you need to control yourself and you need to control your emotion. Eventually, this is the key, and you need to see how we can surround yourself with good people that understand you, a supportive wife that I love. (laughs) Um, We'll cut that out. Uh, Max, Mike, we gotta gotta cut that Um, out. And patience. Well, listen, Ido, I
0: think it's super dope what you're doing. I appreciate your time coming on today. Especially to the s for death I I mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And um, we wish you the best of success, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. You got to play. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. So as you know at Real Tech Talk Podcast, we have to decide at the end of the day if we are believers or we're not. And I was thinking about it because this paradigm is so difficult, Right. How are you supposed to go out there, theoretically, build something to maybe see if it's gonna work in the future? So I took a deep dive into this Local Law 11 and facades. And I understood, cause we always have to deal with it when we build tall buildings. I'm telling you, it is so complicated in the real estate on a roof, right? Which is sort of the smallest section of the actual building and surface area, right? Because if you got a lot area, as you go up, you set back. So the real estate on the roof is so tight, right? And again, you have these guys, you see them all over the city hanging off buildings and you're like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing. They're literally hanging off the building still. We don't have a better solution. Then I said to myself, you know what? We're able to use robotics in a lot of military practices but we don't really use it in civilian day life or as much as I know in construction, like we're trying to do it but we haven't yet. So I saw this as a huge innovation, right? Is it worth the bet that they will one day actually have a prototype, not a prototype, an MVP that will be able to be used on the building? So I met, which you don't know, with his software and his hardware engineer, and these dudes, super geniuses. I mean, it's incredible what they did. They've already proven their ability to use robotics in other functions outside of construction. So if you ask me, I like to say, I'm a believer, and I'm going to put my money where my big mouth is, and I'm going to invest in this company. Obviously, disclaimer, I got to look at all the documents. I got to look at all the agreements. I got to see how they structured it. But all things being equal, I'm a believer, and I'm in on this bad boy all day long. And I get to see the back end of it, which you haven't yet. And as he said, he's in stealth mode. Well, they revealed that stealth to me, and man, this stuff is dope. So come follow along. I'll keep you posted on how it kind of goes down. And VeroBotics, that's definitely a bet for me. Let's go, Vero. Hit the boom thing. Boom. All
1: right, finally, audience.
0: Uh, So, you know, we're almost at the end. I know you guys are sad. I know I'm sad. But it's really important that I get your feedback. And I got to tell you, I've been getting some amazing feedback out there. Trying to tie in what we're talking about to today's market. Trying to give you guys action items as to how you can be a part of what I'm doing. So let me do a call to action. E-R-I-C, Eric at RTTPodcast.com. I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. And from there, there's a landing page, actually, where you can give me that feedback, and you can talk to me. So get out there. Get on your computer. Eric at RTTPodcast.com. Let's go, people. I'm responding. I'm out there. It is me. This is not some robot slash fucking what's that thing called a uh, hologram this is, ain't a hologram i'm real baby so come on down eric at rttpodcast.com and finally we're getting some cross promotion out there but that's that secret secret dl sauce that you're not going to know about where you're going to see me out there more so if you're liking what you're hearing i promise you to come from many different angles many different mediums all right everybody it's been a pleasure see you next time on that real tech tizzle dizzle talk podcast with eric brody your host